Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion. It's Bruce. And, and this, this is Oh, that's, that's my, my gay, gay friend. friend. Episode number 74. Let's do it. Hey, husband, how are you? I'm good, husband. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen and amen. Welcome, friends, to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, brought to you by Harold's and Bells, because we had their food last night for dinner, and it wasn't what we expected it to be. And for you guys that don't live in Los Angeles and know <laughs> what we're talking about, it is a Sovu restaurant? Yes, it's a, a, a staple that's been in L.A. for years. All the, the old school drug dealers used to go there, hang out. So all my uncles hung out there on Fridays and Saturday nights. And uh, it used to be great food back in the day. And it switched owners. And now the price is still the same, but the quality is not. But... Enough of that BS. Happy Friday, people. Happy Friday. Welcome We're back. Friday. We are back. We took a hiatus because life happens. And we'll tell you about that life <laughs> in a little bit, but right. it's good to be back. It is, but you know what time it is, guys. We hope you have gathered your cocktail. And while you gather your libation, we will tell you our selection for today and talk about our week and the time that we had off. So, husband, what are you having today? I finally got around to grabbing a bottle of um, Cameron Diaz's wine, Abilene. Oh, nice. Yes, this is the white wine because for whatever reason, her brand, it's only like reds, whites. Like it's not specific. I think it's a blend. Okay. That's why she doesn't have like a Merlot or a Riesling, a or Riesling or yeah, no, she doesn't have like the actual title. So I'm drinking a white, a blend. What about you? Nice. I am having a Macallan 12. So that is a Macallan 12, which means that this scotch has been aged for 12 years in a double barrel. So that's there you a good go. situation. And you were looking at me crazy because I had to warm up the cup as I'm um, holding the glass. So. No, I thought you just didn't want the sound or something. I, no, I don't know. No. So for <laughs> a good scotch, you have to warm your glass. So that it can, if you have it neat, so that way it can open up and it's mm. a warming aromas and everything like that. So, oh, there you go. That's what I'm doing. So it can be temperature. You should have rubbed your hands together to generate some heat. Well, yeah, but just natural. Someone do it natural. <laughs> well, yeah, but no. Uh, hey, whatever works well, for no, you. Because that's not a natural. That's a, you know that's friction. Like if you use your natural body heat, but just. Calm, well, friction you know equals heat right but i'm saying if you keep your natural <laughs> you're like i hear you but i don't want to no, do it that way it's just holding naturally okay. right that's what I'm right. saying. So just, whatever works for you but it should be warm and toasty now so let's go ahead and raise these glasses for a wonderful episode here we go clink, 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 clink. and now the sip okay i want to talk because listening back usually when we sip all you hear for like 10 seconds is and I'm pretty sure that's not great for the listener <laughs> well I mean it's no. not they know we're <laughs> sipping so they understand it's not okay um uh, what do you think how's your 12 years warm Yo, it's it's glass? I've I'm half a little more than halfway through the bottle I want to say and I've had this for about a year and a half so it's a good it's a baby it's a good situation I, I am Heated in there Beyonce you know. tone. How is your wine? This is good. It has a slight aftertaste to it, okay. but this is supposed to be like a uh, natural grapes, uh, zero sugars, no parabens. Like it's supposed to be like a real 
hippie, you know, health conscious, gluten free white woman type of wine. So it was made with people with their shoes off and who forged the land. And- that I can't tell you. <laughs> I do not have stock, so Cameron did not take me through the winery, but just looking at her and friends out there who have seen her ass pop up on your Instagram feed knows what I'm talking about because this bitch is I don't know what in my algorithm says Cameron Diaz really yes uh that's what made that's what has made me want to try it for so, so many long. months yeah I just I'm surprised she has the organic type she doesn't seem like that type of girl to do well like the organic. she's that kind of girl now okay. you're thinking about the sweetest thing Cameron Diaz well, you're and thinking about Charlie's like, Angels and yes, you know yes back then <laughs> she's not that girl anymore she is retired actress uh, yeah, she's not acting anymore. She's retired really? from acting. Yeah, so she. Where did this happen? Where, where not, was that? I have was there a meeting know. or something. Oh, the mines. She didn't give out any paperwork for it. She but, didn't tell nobody. That was a secret. But yeah, this is um, this basically is the wine that's meant for mothers to drink incessantly and not have to worry about the hangover the next morning. Like this is oh, so it's just like my kids are getting on my nerves, but let me just soothe my worries away. Yeah, but I still have to wake up and send their asses Got to school. It. Like Got this it. is for the the for the working mom, for the working mom, or the the house mom. You know, no judgment here. You know, zero every, judgment. Sipping back choice. You're right. Your choice. Right. Okay, so what the hell's been going on? <laughs> what has been happening how have in these you, streets? How have you been? Okay, let's uh, get into it. Okay. So. Last week, friends, I was a victim of a Grand Theft Auto, um, but not, huh? That's not a GTA. GTA, just, uh, my goodness. So, someone stole my catalytic converter from under my car while it was parked directly in front of our house as we slept in our beds as a family. I parked it on the street because I didn't want my, I just washed my car. So the most expensive car wash ever. (laughs) I parked it on the street because uh, later that night, the sprinklers were going to come on. And the way I park my car in our driveway, it always, one side always gets wet. And it's been water damage. And it's just a disaster getting buffed out. So I was like, you know what? I got my car washed. Let me park it on the street. You came home and you're like, is everything okay? Your car's on the street. And I was like, yeah, just got a car wash. Like, I don't want it to get messed up again. You're like, okay, got it. So we do our thing, watch our TV, eat our dinner, you know, cuddle, go to sleep. I wake up the next day with a full list of things to do. I was going to do the gym and then go to one of my uh, stores. Like, I had it all mapped out. I get in the car push my button to start everything goes normal i put my car in drive to fucking hit the streets next thing i need no i hear the loudest sound it sounded like one of those fast and furious cars oh no when you rev it just the whole car vibrates and it's extremely loud yeah but that's so far from the kind of car I have. So I was like, okay, something's wrong. Right. So I get out and I'm like, okay, what the what the Because you have a Prius. They don't know this, but you have a Prius. Yes. Um so I get out and I like uh, immediately look under the car because when I pulled off a little bit it sounded like something was scratching on the floor or dragging on the floor. A piece of metal hanging from up under my car. So 
like, okay, that's weird. I don't remember hitting anything from my voyage from the from the driveway to the front of the house. Right. I was like, I nothing. I was like, okay, but maybe something came loose. Whatever. I still didn't think anything of it, and that's when you know I. I was just looking at options. I reached out to the dealership. I called you and asked you your schedule because I was setting things in motion. I'm like a solution. I'm a solution based person. Like I get to the bottom of shit, but it wasn't until like just sitting here because you were gone at work. So I was here alone with the dogs. I was just sitting here thinking like, what the fuck is that? Like, what's that about? What's going on? What was the, the the piece under my car hanging about like I literally just sitting here ruminating on life and the situation and I started YouTubing or googling sounds like a Prius can make okay and um, that's when I saw one of the options was like how your car sounds without a catalytic converter I clicked it and I was like well this is how my car sounds Oh. I went on YouTube and I went and looked at a bunch of different videos of people with the same issue, did some deep diving and saw that Priuses are, uh, it's, it's a specific year range that I fall under that the catalytic converter, I believe is like all like made out of titanium. It, it's an expensive metal. Okay. Basically. And it's like pure. <laughs> it's like pure whatever this metal is. Not Wakanda, just right. It's by it's pure vibranium, uh, the heart shaped herb. Uh, but it is easy. It's very easy to take. Like you don't need to open the car. You literally just ha- need to have like a little handsaw. Get under the car, pop open like a little latch. The same latch I saw popped off under my car. Right. And saw that shit off and hit the road. Wow. So, and it's not detectable by many alarm systems, which is why I didn't hear anything. We didn't hear anything. Yes. I uh, filed a police report the very next day. Um, of course, my na- our neighbor across the street came out and was like, what's going on? And I filled her in. And she was like, you know what? I did hear something late last night out here she was like you know when i looked at my window it was a car parked in front of yours what woke me up was they slammed the, the car door really loud before they drove off i was like well yeah they were driving off with my catalytic converter that <laughs> uh, thanks and our camera didn't catch anything or no didn't catch um, it which did. we need another system yes. and we don't live in a bad neighborhood so let's be clear about that but it just Seems to happen. Shit. But the it's thing is, happens to us. but the thing is, it's happening everywhere. My best friend, she said, um, her boyfriend now fiance. Shout hey, out to y'all. Congrats. Her uh, fiance's boss lived in a gated community, and the same thing happened to her Prius. Well, come to find out, when I told mom, like, and two of my cousins, they've had theirs recently within like six months happened. So it's going around, and it's not just Priuses. Yeah, because none of them own prisons. So just to put that out there, I mean, just be aware, you guys. I don't know what can be done to prevent it. Um, Honestly, like I don't, I don't know a different type of alarm system. When I go and and get my car from the shop, because that's where it still is. 
uh, shout out to insurance. But when I go and get it out of the shop, I'm going to ask, like, is there, what's new hot on the street? Like, can they weld the shit closed where, you know, it's going to take the jaws of life to get that shit out again? I don't know. Well, also because they went just directly underneath your, underneath your car. So that means, and normally when you're parked on, in that driveway, because you were like, what, they've been watching me? And like, what's going on? It's like, No. You're normally parked on our driveway. So on our driveway, it's a little uphill. And so there's no way they can get under your car on the driveway. So, and you've parked your car on the street before. So it's not like yeah, you haven't done it. Yeah, that's the thing. But I just think that it was a situation of just they, again, it's Christmas time, it's December. Um, last year, my car got broken into while I was in the driveway because and people tried to take money on my car. So I just think that <laughs> in our neighborhood in December, people, the people are, are, scavenging for things because I, I don't know the recession i have no idea COVID effects things are just happening so and because the way again your car was where it was sitting position there's nothing really could have been that you would have known like you said it was un, it's underneath your underneath your car yeah and so but, there's no system alarm that i know in our system that i think that would detect that part because that's why i asked you like would they break into your car you're mm-hmm. like no and my car my alarm was still set yeah, but the concerning part about it is what would stop it from happening again? And it can easily be said, okay, well, just don't park on the street. But think about how life. many times you park. Yeah. But people <laughs> Not necessarily just parking on the street. You park at a parking lot. You park when you go to a friend's house. You park when you go to a public place. You yeah. park when you go to work. You park. So it's like. It, I can't look for inclines <laughs> wherever I can. Like, I know I need to be on a hill so nobody can get under my car. So that's where I'm like, okay, where? Because when I told my mom, she was like, okay, well, what's going to stop them from doing it again? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, honestly, that's what life with anything, right? So you have to just, you can't play that tape in your hand. You can't go down no, that No, but you have to be prepared. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hear you. That's, what, that's where I'm just, coming from. I'm not dwelling like, oh, God, I'm going to be scared and like no, putting a not, flashlight. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just it, but I, being prepared enough to not have to drop another 1000 for a deductible again. Like, that's where my mind is going. Just like, I'd rather spend extra on like whatever precautions that I can. Like, like I said, when I go, I'm going to see, okay, well, can you weld this shut? Like, I don't know, just whatever. To see. Yeah. To no, see, to not, you know, to God be forbid. Pro- to be yeah, proactive. To be proactive. Exactly. Because being reactive costs money. Clearly, that's just life. It, life is lifing. Life is but life. other than that, I did the decorations for our house, finally. Amaze balls. That would be a video on our, oh, that's my gay friend page. And you can see the design extravaganza. So, yeah, that uh, brought me out of whatever rut that I momentarily was in from, you know, having my private property violated. Uh, And this week was just a mixture of work and preparing and and, and doing stuff for my business. What about you? Uh, what has my week been? Week, as far as work, is just, that's whatever. (laughs) Um... I like what I do. I really do. I promise you I do. I think I'm just tired of people. I think I need a people break. I said that before. Uh, and now I'm going to take that break. I don't know what it's going to look like. But to grow and expand, you have to ruffle, ruffle some feathers. So take it as you will. But So is that your break? I have no idea what it looks like. I just know I feel myself. I know me. 
and I'm I'm finding myself in a position where I'm just like I just need a break from certain things, mm. and uh, yeah, that's it. So I'm figuring that out, but all in good and good um good spirits of with of that to look forward to coming or what that will look like when it's coming in the future. Besides that, the week has been been cool. We uh, did a couple of things. We went to see a secret Santa show. That was fun. That was very fun. Yes. Uh, surprisingly enough, I didn't know I would have that much fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a you know, um, a, something that came across my feed and Instagram. And I was like, hey, I told you about it. Like, this seemed kind of cool. And just so happened, some people who I knew were, um, I asked them about it and they kind of came across it. And I know they like enjoy Christmas. I kind of was like, well, let me see people who I know who really enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's who I kind of, you know, invited to the, to uh, accompany us and everything. So that was fun. We had dinner prior with the best friend. So that was a great situation. And what else happened? Oh, the, other, I met up with some friends, uh, one both both friends I haven't seen in a long time and had good cool conversations caught up saw a new movie theater that's in Inglewood the Sinopolis that is built in I'll say it's not even the property of the SoFi but it's Along the region of that, all the new stuff that they're building. adjacent. And yes, and Inglewood. So right across from the Clippers Stadium, right across from the pork and butter, butter beans and, and waffles, whatever this shit's called. That shit was hella packed. That was the original place we were supposed to go first. Okay. And it was so packed. Like their, pocket, their parking lot was full. And so the friend was like, listen, let's park across the street at the movie theater. Let's, you know be inventive and then walk across the street. I was like, you know what? Well, let's check this place out because we haven't been to this movie theater. It just opened up in July and it is amazing. It's, it is the arc light basically just, I think reinvented. Um, they have a wonderful, wonderful hangout area. The bar is huge. Big screen televisions, a nice seating area, restaurant. The food is, is delicious. They also have the dining food, so you can, like, at the IPIC or the AMC uh, Dining Theater. And just like the Arclight, just to have, but Arclight only had pop, well, popcorn. This place, you can order popcorn, drinks, soda, whatever, cocktails, and it's brought to you. So it's, and it's your individual seats. So every person has their own individual tray in front of them. Okay. So it's amazing. Seats are reclining back. And I saw Renaissance, Renaissance. For a second time, because my best friend, she hadn't saw that yet. So, um, her and I watched that. <clears throat> and this is a friend. I love her to death. But this heifer talks through the, t- the entire movie. And she knows who she is. So, I'm not talking no shit. Because at one point, I was like, shut the hell up. Like, because <laughs> we, well, we're Kiki in the movie theater. But just just so happened, the girl sitting next to us were Kiki. And also, uh. so it was a Kiki role. So, it was cool. But it's just like... You know how was it at least on topic conversation? It was. Or was it, it was. Like it was random? about. It, no, it was about this. I don't know that song. It's like, bitch, I should do. Like, you know this song. But and so it's. If you ever see me in this 
I have several best friends, but this particular one, like we have a brother sister type of relationship. And so like, it's very, it can be very childlike at times. Cause it's like, we see stuff and, and, and she'll just mention what she sees. And it's like, not a filter. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to need you to filter that. Uh, <laughs> but it was a good time. She had a good time. I had a good time. It was great. Nice. Um, their popcorn was amazing. You know, I'm a popcorn finista. Mm. And so it was delicious. So I can't wait to go back. We're going back to the theater for to see The Color Purple on Christmas. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you and mom to see this theater. Because, again, it's we don't have to travel now to Safety City or have to go to Westwood to get that type of experience. It's a luxury theater in our neighborhood. And yeah. I'm so happy that they're building up in other restaurants around us because like we deserve to have that also. Like Absolutely. there is money. There's people who work really good jobs and even if they don't, they people need to deserve to have luxury things in their neighborhood and don't have to travel outside to have an experience. And I'm just happy that they're building and they're putting money into Inglewood and we have this opportunity to do that. So so yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, yeah, when I did those things on while you were at home decorating, I just like you know, I, I I understood you needed the space to be in your happy place. Yeah, so and let's so, talk, let's talk about that briefly because we have an understanding. We have for we Christmas. We have, we have an arrangement <laughs> when it comes to holiday. Yeah, be careful, people might think we have a whole lot of different. Well, well, let me clarify. That's I'm not I'm not finished. So every year when it comes to decorating the house for Christmas, that's something that I always spearhead because I am, you know, the creative, right? The, the creative one of the duo. And I prefer to do things not only at my own pace and at my own time, I prefer to do things alone when it comes to that aspect. Right. So you have been gracious enough for the last few years when it is time for me to decorate the house and the tree because I typically do it on the same day or at the very least the same weekend. But the night that I'm doing all this, you just leave, (laughs) which is great for me because for, for me, I don't, I come from my old career. All it was, was me delegating and like telling people what to do. So on my own free personal time, I hate doing it. I just hate it um, because I just I, I'm thinking about what it is that I want to do, so I can't think for myself and for someone else. And yeah, and typically I have a specific vision, and it's easier to just execute so you do that. than yeah. to like explain and walk you through it and say, okay, what do you think? Because I've been lucky enough where you've liked everything that I've done, so it's not like you know I'll do something you'd be like, ooh. So it's like, okay, well, let me just do it. <laughs> right, because I mean, I, I, one year here, I tried to help you, and it was trying to untangle lights. And I was like, "This is bullshit!" Like, and, and you had the music playing, which was great, and it was, it was a nice setup. But I just that type of stuff for me, I never liked doing it as a kid. I was a kid. I liked it here and there. I think that once we do have children, I'll probably be more kind of okay. Well, let's. Because for the joy of them to kind of like do yeah, it, yeah, you want to see it through their eyes, that. of course. But as for now, that's your happy place. I'll let you do that. I'll go away and go to my happy place, and that works out. 
It works out for the best because I like to put on, I start every year with the Mariah Carey Christmas album, of course, let that play all the way through and I'll just bounce around. But this year I actually played the Whitney Houston Christmas album. Okay. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Um, it's actually really good, but it is toward, it was towards the end of her career. So it wasn't like crystal clear yeah Yeah. it wasn't whitney elizabeth it was (laughs) it wasn't nippy it wasn't nippy it was you know whitney yeah it was whitney it wasn't nippy it was whitney and brandy's christmas album is actually amazing i haven't listened to neither one of them so i will be looking forward to that on christmas very very good it's like a sexy contemporary r&b it actually was like girl you know you could just change these lyrics and made this a regular album (laughs) like you could have just made this like that's how good it sounded well you know what's been going around on the interweb people are requesting for jasmine sullivan to put a christmas album out because they're like she kind of has that voice and with her runs and everything that would be just pure magic and gold so let's put that into the atmosphere universe for jasmine to have an album to come out so but that's good mm-hmm. i'm glad that you enjoyed and the kids were here to keep you company yeah for that so adam locked up in the room but sure <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was that's what we have been doing and again life life so last week you know hey we missed you guys. <laughs> it, we thought about doing something small, but it was like, you know what? Let's just tell the people when we see them on Friday what we have been doing. So, we again, we're not looking to take any more breaks anytime soon, I don't think. I think that we're good until mid-January because that's when it's my birthday month. And mm-hmm. I have two trips scheduled, but I think we can we, we can record probably to the, the second to last week of January. Okay, but okay. I'll probably we'll, won't. I'm, I'm we'll just figure it out off air later. Just let no, just let friends know. Just be prepared. Like there will be a, uh, a break in January, so um, they'll be fine. But yes, let's get into some things of the world that's been going on. So people have been talking about Miss Oprah Winfrey, how amazingly she has been looking for the premiere of. The color purple, and she's been rocking purple on every premiere. I think they even have a purple carpet. I want to say they've been having, and we're going to go see the movie on Christmas Day, and I'm excited. But that's not the topic of the story. The story is Oprah's weight loss and her management, and that she has admitted to using weight loss medication manage to maintain her weight now she's dropped 40 pounds from what tmz reports and she has been using either ozempic or gozavi or whatever ones are out there but i am not mad at lady o because we all have witnessed and seen she's had a struggle with weight i understand that struggle in life i'm trying to get me some to, to work this out and also build this muscle bear body so I'm not mad. I'm not hating. How do you feel about Oprah using this weight loss medication to maintain her weight? It looks absolutely amazing. I don't care. I mean, I everybody do what it is that you need to do. Go for it. I'm my we go be prescriptions on back order right now. Okay. Uh, so do what you want and do what you feel as long as it's healthy and you are being looked over by a doctor because there have been some. Ozempic related issues as of recently 
one of the housewives of New Jersey, actually the friend of, I forget her name, but the one that is new that we actually really like, she lost a bunch of weight. She was on Ozempic. She had a prolapse, not prolapse. Um, something happened with her stomach where she basically got super constipated. That's one of the drawbacks of Ozempic. Okay. And she had to be admitted into the hospital. So, you know, I would recommend doing it to drop you a few real quick to jumpstart your healthy lifestyle and exercising. Not necessarily doing it as a means to an end. <laughs> like, don't be uh, shooting up for the rest of your life. Um, no, I, I think it's supposed to be a manageable manageable thing. I mean, and, and again, you have to look at the fact that all the shit they put into these foods and everything, like, obesity is just it's a problem across America. And nowhere else, go figure, because they have natural products and they don't <clears throat> put chemicals into their shit. <clears throat> but I'm not mad at it. I think it needs to be a solution for people who struggle because it's just not as easy for everyone to go work out or go to the gym or and everyone body everyone body mass is different their body makeup is different and what will work for me will not work for you you know so i say kudos to lady O because you know she's mama's been pushing the what weight watchers and yeah all the things we know she loves bread and carbs and i mean i get it i i i am a foodie as well and i understand the strife and the struggle. So, Oprah looks amazing. Congratulations. Keep it up. Give us some. <laughs> Maybe she should do that, like Oprah's favorite thing, and just give a prescription out. Just to give out prescriptions <laughs> to of them out to people. The Olympic. There you right. go. So, uh, but taking a, a pivot, this hot topic section is there's a thing, and you'll come to find out what this thing is as we talk about these stories. So, the first story we're going to talk about. It's Kimberly Zosiak, Kim Zosiak, and Troy Brakeman, or I think Beerman. Beerman. And their tumultuous divorce that's happening. And they were caught on cam by, I want to say, Atlanta's PD, which is now on TMZ. The video is now on TMZ, courtesy of Atlanta PD, of them responding to the home. And Troy has had it up to here. He's had it officially with Kim and her shit. And he relates to the officer that she's narcissistic. She also wants she wants a divorce one day. The next day, she doesn't want a divorce. She's fucking other man. And there's no money. And there's nothing going on. And his life is fucking ruined, basically. I saw the video. I felt badly for the men. Now, we met Corey. Corey was blonde. He had a little high, big, fat booty. He was dancing with... Well, he was dancing with the stars, but he was doing something equivalent to that. That's that's when Sheree was dancing in, in this mock Dancing with the Stars in Atlanta on the Housewives. That's how Kim met Croy through Sheree. Croy, Troy does not look like the same... Is it Troy or Croy? Croy. Croy does not look... He does not look like the same man that we met. How did you feel about seeing this video on TMZ? Uh, hot take, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't like, I, I listen, I, it's unfortunate. The dissolution of any marriage, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've said it before, but these two couldn't be further from two people I care about. Like I didn't care about her on housewives. I didn't. <clears throat> she wasn't a friend. You weren't a friend of Kim. Um, 
I mean, I thought she... I thought the show got better once she left, honestly. I didn't dislike her on the show, but I felt the show got better once she... Once it was like an all-black cast, I was like, yes, okay, no. Because, you know, for what it was at the time, it was the first of its kind. Like an all-black Housewives franchise, finally, boom. But, yeah, I never... Like, I never watched a reality show. Really? You didn't watch her and... No. Corey, go it alone? No. So um, you, weren't a friend of, you weren't a fan of Tardy for the Party? Uh, the song was cute, but that's where I left it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> Much luck to them. Much luck to them. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, good right? luck with that. Good luck with that. Well, yeah. You know, uh, like you said, it's unfortunate, but I think I was just more surprised of, the again, the way he looks now. And she had two children prior to him, and I want to say they had three maybe four together i mean she still has a nice body you know obviously she's has some work done but the fact that this man he just looks completely different from how we met him uh i just i i, I pray for healing for them for their household so but going on to maybe someone you probably don't care about either but people in the world do so let's talk about cardi and offset in which cardi relates to the people let's them know that She's been single for a while and not sure if her and Offset are separated or they're going through the divorce proceedings, but it's happened with them too. Okay. <laughs> it's just really interesting for me. I think that people, you know, we're always curious. I don't say we, if you listen to the podcast, you may have an interest in celebrity life or what have you, but I do respect the fact that they do keep some type of autonomy and some type of things private for themselves. And then they'll let us know like months later, like, oh, I was going through X, Y, and Z. Or we haven't been together for a while. Like Tiana Taylor and her dude, they were divorced or separated for a while before mm-hmm. we find out, you know, John Q. Public. So I don't find nothing wrong with this. The fact that they're keeping their business together and then letting us know when they want to put it out there. Yeah. So, um, but only question I have is like, well, who do you date after after Cardi or who who does Cardi they after Offset I mean they're both were two Megan stars so is she fucking an uh, engineer like who does she does she does she now fuck with a top tier rapper who, who Drake like who does she fuck with now after being with a mega rapper star I don't know I mean I think they were both equally yoked in their celebrity. And I think that this was a very interesting couple in the sense that if you look at both of them, it wasn't like a Will and Jada situation where it's like, oh, clearly there's there's the megastar right there. Or clearly, you know, she's going to the Oscars because of him. It's like, I feel like they started out at the same time and kind of rose together and they helped each other out getting you know that social cachet so i think now at this point i feel for cardi she should probably i don't know dabble with an actor go something more mainstream like i feel like she's worked that more so than any other female rapper the angle of you know the hood girl that eventually became the fashion girl. Now she's at the Met and doing high level things. Right. So I think her only trajectory would be
be to go up. Like, now, like, use her relationship for, like, a social climbing, for social climbing rather than love. She already did love. She had kids. They got married. They got married, right? Yeah, they're married. Yeah, they got married. So, it's like, now just do the transactional. (laughs) Do the transactional situation. Do the things that make you. Yeah, Yeah, do the things that keep you in the headlines and make you sell records at this point. And as for him, um, I think that. Yeah, same. I mean, he's gonna get pussy because one, well, it's yeah. like, okay, you got, or oh, you fuck Cardi, or that you know you were Cardi's husband or what have you. So he'll get that on the strength. But it's, it's, I think the diff, the the reverse for for women, um, because she, to, she is the bigger star out of the two of them. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. They came together, but currently now she's clearly yes, the bigger star. Yes, yes, yes. And so, I would laugh. I would love to see what her DMs look like. Just saying, you know, so. That's Cardi and Offset, but uh, to take another swig at something else and going down a different route, if I were to tell you that Doritos, one of your favorite brands of potato mm-hmm. chips, mm-hmm. is coming out with a liqueur that smells and tastes just like a bag of nacho cheese Doritos, would you drink that liqueur? Absolutely not. Well, there are some people who feel differently than you, and they have I'm decided sure. to make a actual liqueur that smells like Doritos nacho cheese and supposedly tastes the same exact way. Now, this distillery and its company are, are known for doing these type of collaborations with different either foods or or brands, and so this is something that they're trying. Now, I'm not going to lie. And the company name is called Imperial Imperial, something like that. But I'm now with sixty five dollars for this bottle of liqueur. That's an investment. It is. I would buy it on GP just to kind of see. But see, now this is some bullshit. They have put a nacho a chip on the side of the glass as if you put a lime wedge. A Dorito? Oh, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> so, we'll put the picture up on our website at oh, that's my gay friend on IG. But, friends out there, let us know would you drink a Dorito Nacho flavored liqueur? I w- Listen, your Dorito Nacho cheese would. What, what is it? Cottage cheese? Imagine having some cottage cheese drinking your drink. Like, you get yeah, less gross. calories. <laughs> that's crap. <laughs> drink no. your calories. No. No. Well, some, things I, some things just don't need to be presented a different way. Like, I've never been a fan of the ice creams when they make it like those different weird flavors. Like the company uh, Van Leeuwen. They were the one that did like the craft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. Oh, yeah, they have. Didn't we taste that one time? Yes, they have actual uh, locations here in LA, several different ones. And I'm, I'm just not a fan of things that 
tastes like something else presented in a different way. It's like, if I want macaroni and cheese, I'm going to just eat macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I don't need it to be in an ice cream. If I want Doritos, I'm going to just eat a bag of Doritos. I don't need to drink, it. To drink it. Yeah, I don't need to drink it. And then on top the of it, buzz. get buzzed while I drink it. Like that's the, what I, I think that's the part where I'm kind of here for to see what that looks like. But going to the thing, going to your point of things you don't like or don't understand, I fucking hate and I didn't, I, I now know the reason why I hate it, but when it first came out, I was like, this makes no fucking sense. I hate sneaker ice creams. That's okay. the most dumbest thing in the fucking world to me. Like, I don't want a cold sneaker. I, I don't want to, I can eat a cold sneaker. I've done that before. But I want ice cream with it. Like, I don't, I hate sneaker ice cream. When they first made it, I said, this isn't going to last long, but it's lasted for a long time. Okay, I, I take that and I up your ante. Ice cream cakes. I fucking hate ice cream cakes. Just give me a cake. What, like the sandwich? Like the, no, no, no. An actual oh, the ice, like ice, ice cream oh, cake, cake. Like 31 flavors. Yes. Actually. Like a, yes, like yes, a cake yes. that is melt. ice cream. Yes. yes. A cake that can melt. Yes. Um, just give me a cake. Or just give me ice cream. I don't need... Or just give me cake and, and ice, ice cream. cream. But not like, the kind I don't need don't it. Don't mix it together for me. Yeah, I don't need the bastard <laughs> child. I don't need... Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, I... Yeah. <sighs> If you like these things, friends out there, we love it for you. It's just not for the games household, okay? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, when you said ice cream cake, my, my mind went to ice UFOs. Sandwich? Yeah, it went to UFO, which I want one of those. You ever have a UFO? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were fucking amazing as a kid. I know. I want something sweet right now. <laughs> Where's my the own Zimpic? Oh, Where's my own Zimpic? Oprah's not having this. Oprah. She's not having this problem right now. She's like, oh, I stopped myself with a leg. Yeah, I'm she's dead. like, just give me another shot. I'll eat tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> So, yes, friends, well, let us know what your favorite ice creams are or if you have issues with certain foods that shouldn't be mixed together. We'll let us know at our IG page. Drop it in the comments. Um, but I do have a have you ever wonder why. And it's going on this same theme of a hot topic, which is divorce. But have you ever wonder why divorces take so fucking long? Like. You hear people say, I've been going through a divorce for, you know, four or five years. Hence, Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She finally took to her social and admitted that her divorce is finalized now. But she was going through that divorce with the man she was married to for like two seconds, maybe longer. I give it a year. For like the past four years. Mm -hmm. Their daughter is like four. Mm -hmm. And she's, it's been taking this long. So, I'm just curious to know, maybe you have the answer, maybe you don't, we can discuss it. Why a process that can that takes no longer than two seconds to get married, or you can be inebriated and go down get the license or get married to Vegas, why does it take people such a, such a long time to dissolve it and split and go? Well, when you have nothing to split, it's usually fast. But when you have things that you don't want to let go, that legally you may have to, I think that's when it gets a little dicey and it's a lot of back and forth. And more importantly, when you are, you know, either angry, vengeful or petty and you want to just prolong it because you don't necessarily want the divorce or you don't want the other person to move on. Or you just don't want to be alone. Like, that's the only... That's, like, the last... You know, that's the last bit of of power. That's the last bit of power that you may have over this person. Because it's like, once you're divorced, 
there's nothing legally tying you to communicate or to think about that person or have that person think about you ever again. So it's like, okay, if you don't want that to end because you have nothing else going for you or because you have too much going for you and you don't want to relinquish anything that you've accumulated over the you know over the years or since you've been married i can see how it can go on for a while but if you just if you ain't got nothing the other person ain't got nothing there ain't no reason for it to be going on long. yeah i'm just like that makes no sense to me i'm like if you don't want to be with me or if i don't want to be with you no more and let's just fucking be done like okay be done get this paperwork get the sign i don't know why it, it takes six months for or for decrees to come like let's get this on the road like, i'm not trying to hold you up now if you're trying to be petty and all that other shit like that, in the in the long run, that's going to cause more resentment and problems. I think. I mean, I'm just basing this. I haven't never been divorced before, um, but I'm basing this off of situations I've seen and and family and and different things. And it's like it just it builds resentment. I I've seen people resent each other, and I've seen people you know can't even be in a room together anymore. You know what I'm saying because of what have you or whatever and it's just like if you're done you're done like just be civil enough to respect you you were friends with that person at one point in life you had love for that person like even if someone did you dirty or did you wrong or whatever listen forgiveness does major things for yourself it does a it does wonders for your life and future blessings that's going to come to you so just let it go if it's truly over and you both have agreed and there's nothing more just be done sign the paper and move on because if you're holding on to shit like how is that going to be beneficial to you that's like holding on to that's like holding on to i don't know put anything you want to put in that sentence i was going to say something very disgusting but i don't want to say that on, on live broadcasting so okay. but just let it go okay like elsa said let it go and right now we're gonna let you go because we're gonna take a break and come back with the reality roundup brb hey friends we are back with the reality roundup and this week we're going to be doing something a little different since we are going to be talking about two weeks worth of all of our favorite shows, I am going to start with the reality, uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm going to read the synopsis for both of the episodes. Yeah. Just so we are all on the same page. And then we'll give our opinions and our feedback and hot takes on each episode. Make there sense? So. Let's start with last week's episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, episode seven, Dazed and Accused. Now, <clears throat> here's the synopsis. As the wheat dinner continues, Kyle and Sutton's friendship seems to go up in smoke. Garcelle and Crystal struggle to make sense of Denise's showdown with Erica. Dorit schools PK on their children's future. And Kyle turns to Sister Kim for advice. Now, this episode was the culmination of the third dinner party from hell. <laughs> now, 
were there any standouts, anything from this episode that made you squint your eye and tilt your head? No, because this whole episode was anticlimactic. Like, they have been pushing this dinner party and advertising it and making it feel like this is about to be the biggest explosion and it's going to be some some dark secrets exposed and nothing fucking happened. A bunch of nothing has happened from this. It's to the point where Denise confronts Erica and is like, you know what you did. And Erica's like, no, I don't. Yeah, Erica's like, can you please tell me what I did? <laughs> can you please? And this is like, yeah. So she's like, you were nice when I first met you. And he became a bitch. And so my mind was like, well, maybe some Rena shit. Maybe because Erica was with Rena and Rena said something about Denise or something. But clearly Denise showed up to this party already feeling dazed and confused. Yes. <laughs> when she sat down. Because nothing made sense from her mouth when she was talking to Erica about her being upset with her. And everyone to the point was like, what are you referring to? So that's how I took it. What what stuck out in your mind from this dinner party? I agree with you. I think it was very anticlimactic. I think it was unfortunate because like we said in our last episode... These are essentially like the Real Housewives all-stars of Beverly Hills. Like, this group, if there was going to be any group together, I felt like this group was like the recipe for fireworks. But Camille was checked out. You can tell Mama, she probably, her check didn't clear yet. So she was like, shit, I don't, (laughs) let me see what I'm going to give them. Right. Or if her check did clear, it was much less than what she wanted. So she was like, okay, I'm I'm going to give them a little bit. And Denise clearly mixed some pills with alcohol. So she came in hot, but it was a huge flop. I actually thought that she was, when she was confronting Erica, I thought she was talking about maybe the Brandy Glanville situation and Erica like chose sides or I couldn't remember because it was so many seasons ago, but come to find out later in this episode, she was actually referring to when Erica was at her house or Erica was talking about sex in front of her kids and it was like girl right that's a reach it really was because a lot of the ladies you know were talking at that point but it's like you are you're still upset about that like Erica paid you and your husband I think they're a boyfriend if they're still together the biggest compliment like she said you know I, you guys are my porn hell like I would love to fucking mash the bay basically to you guys or the thought of you guys having sex so yeah, and for Denise to be again, if that was her issue, like you were married to Charlie fucking Sheen, your kids have seen a lot of shit. Yes, <laughs> so privy to a lot. Yeah, let's not get too um, stuck on the fact that someone mentioned orgy or threesome around your children. Like, come on now. But it, it was a tell-all sign when Doree came to talk to Denise and was like, "I think your jacket's on backwards." <laughs> Don't you? What are you? I think your jacket's on backwards. <laughs> to the point where <laughs> uh, Denise is telling, like, don't do that. Like, that. Yeah, and she's like, no, no, not like love, like lovely. Yeah, Dorit was like, no, honey, seriously, I think it's on backwards. Denise like, I know what you're, I know what you're trying to do right now, and don't you do it. Dorit was like, honey, about the jacket, about the jacket, girl. I'm just trying, and it was upside down. It was because I love the shady producers. They show when Denise first comes in, it's it's the right way, and she leaves out, and it's the absolutely the wrong direction. 
Another interesting uh, aspect that happened at this, and I can wrap up the dinner party. Sudden strike, Miss. You know, I don't want to see a face in the crotch because I sit on the board of the American Ballet. Found the American Ballet Foundation. I'm a board member. I can't see none of that, but yeah, but you could spark up a doobie. She wrote a free roll. A fat one. A fat motherfucker that at the table. A fat one. Now, this is a high dinner. Everybody has the infused weed THC, but you just let me let me light this blunt real quick. Right. How ghetto was that? Now, where are the people saying where that's ghetto? Now, if, let's, let that have been Real Housewives of Atlanta or Potomac. And one of these ladies have sit out there and light up a, a pre roll. The internet would just drag them. Yeah. D- drag them. Held to different standards. Held to a whole different standard. I just want to know what do That's the ballerinas money. have to say? Like, what, what what do the ballerinas have to say about Sutton pulling out a big-ass pre-roll and lighting it up at a dinner party? Yes. But yeah, that is episode seven. So let's skip to this week's episode of Beverly Hills called Esophagate. Now, this is what happened. Crystal calls out Dorit for spreading rumors behind Sutton's back. Kyle seeks guidance from her life coach about her struggles with grief. Garcelle spends time with Jade and his new girlfriend. Now, this episode had a lot more going for it than the last week's, the dinner party. I do. I think it was stopped. I think it was, we found out. Kyle's best friend committed suicide. Very true. That's heavy in itself, which yeah. spoke to a lot of her behaviors this season. We yeah. met uh, Jade's, Garcelle's son, his new girlfriend, and Jade is completely different than his brother as far as their interaction goes. And most notably, Sutton had her four-year... Um, retail store anniversary where shit ensued so what stuck out to you this episode um what stuck out to me was <laughs> Kyle and Mauricio's beginning try to be forced interaction as he she spoke with him about what happened with the dinner party and the ladies and it's just it's giving we're keeping up appearances because even him trying to you know when you when you know when you have energy with someone and you've been with someone for a while, you could tell. Like I could look at you, I could feel if something's off with you, mm-hmm. and vice versa, you with me. Mm-hmm. So if if we try to even if we try to kiss each other and you kiss me, I'm like, what's wrong? Like what's wrong with that kiss? Like you're all right because you're not kissing me the normal way you would kiss me or give me the same energy that mm-hmm. you normally would. Mm-hmm. So to see them interact and he was trying to do that and she was like she could tell she was clearly irritated and like was in that headspace with him it's like at this point just talk and say what the fuck it is you know what I'm saying like just get get it out and tell the group already you know I think that is what will make the season great and I think Kyle she knows how to play the game she's like the only OG on this franchise yeah. that's left so she knows what it takes to make a good season or a good episode. And I just hate that she's keeping that from us. And I and I think Sutton has clocked it from the very first episode. Like, yeah, we know that there's something between you and Mauricio. 
but we want to know exactly what it is. And right. I think that it's so much more than he just, you know, went out and got his dick wet. And I think Kyle, instead of putting on the face and putting on a role of we're fine, we're perfect, we're great, the way she has the previous seasons, she's acting out and she's doing things deliberately against that persona that she's kind of presented to, to us all these years without telling us why. And I think that's where Sutton's coming from, like, bitch, just what's going on? Just tell us. And she's like, I don't know. What do you know? I don't know. What do you know? And there's just a back and forth that is going to get old unless someone says something. And I can agree with you if we didn't find out. I was thinking the same thing you were thinking what you just said. Had we not found out what she dis- disclosed about her f- best friend being hip- completely in death by suicide. Okay. And so, and to that point, it was like, okay, so when she admitted the fact that her friend completed death by suicide, as soon as she said, I said, this all makes sense now. Like, everything she's doing and her talking at the dinner party saying, you know, I can't break down. Like, I can't be depressed. Like, I cannot be depressed right now. Makes a lot of sense. The, the death, I think... From the filming happened a couple, a few months prior to them probably filming and starting filming, which I we seen on the previous episode. Her and Kim are back together, and I'm thinking maybe that may have something to do with that relationship. But we're just seeing that Kyle really is struggling in life right now, and she's just trying to find herself. And I think she's trying to she's finding herself and trying to figure out what is her next step because she had essentially someone who was really close to her, who, when she fell out with her sister, she would go confine that person. Yeah. And she's like, even she knows more stuff about me than my husband does. Like, you know, so imagine losing one of your your best friend who knows everything about you. And then you're dealing with life shit with a sibling and then your husband. Like, that's a lot. So I can, I can I now understand why her plight of this, I'm not taking no one shit anymore, looking at life differently, taking it, being responsible or holding herself accountable to want to be a better person in shape or and even exploring with you know a friendship that could be a little more it's starting to make sense to me now like mm-hmm. i can see the writing on the wall so but it's just it's 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 like it's it's really sad because i'm like can't she get a break yeah. Like think of all the years she's been on this show. It's been always consistently something. She's shared her entire life with us. I just want her to win. At this point, especially again, finding out the friend who completed death by suicide. I just really want to I want to hug her. <laughs> like I really honestly want to hug her. Like that's yeah. where my spirit is going with her at this moment. Because you can tell when she sits down with her life coach. That she just has so much turmoil and she's just trying to figure this out. And she's lost a very significant person that's important to her in her life. So how did you feel about everything that you've seen or, or even with her disclosing that she's lost her best friend? It, I mean, it was heartbreaking. I cannot imagine. I don't have anyone in my life that's not a family member that's been in my life since I was seven. So... I can, again, I can't fathom how that must feel. Uh, She essentially lost a sister, you know? Mm -hmm. So my heart definitely goes out to her. And I do feel like she's in a space where it's like, 
she can't afford to lose anything else. Um, and at this point, the only thing that she can do is do things to make herself happy as a result of not wanting to be depressed. Right. Which I completely get and understand. And if that is, you know, pouring into herself because she now realizes that Mauricio is incapable of doing that for whatever reason, then, yeah, she has to be in her selfish bag right now. And if she finds that, you know, someone else is pouring into her, Morgan Wade, then it is what it is. Um, I just, I don't know. From a viewer, I would, I don't know. I, I guess I just want either more transparency or... More? <laughs> more of what? She's shared her entire life with us. What else did you want her to be transparent Transparency about? between her and Mauricio. Um, because, yes, it is, you know, she's showing so much of other things and sharing so much of other things. But the relationship and what we actually, what we've seen of her life these past 12 years have been with her and Mauricio. Like Morgan Wade ain't been in the picture. We never even saw the best friend except we for one ep except for one episode that they flashed back to. Okay. But other than that, what has been around this entire time has been Mauricio. So if that's something that is dwindling or, you know, there's disillusion there, we kinda have a right to know. I think the reason why she's this is just a theory of mine that they won't ever they're not going to give us what we are looking for is because of Portia had Portia been 18 and Portia been an adult but then it'd probably be a different conversation because the other girls they're all in college it's not affecting their day-to-day -day life like they their friends aren't probably what they're yeah, probably they watching this but they're not having to go to school and be with them because Portia is still young I honestly feel like this is the reason why she hasn't, or they're not addressing it to this extent on the show. Okay. So that's my thought process with that. But um, you just want to hug her. And <laughs> really I, just, I, and, you really just want to hug her at this point. And for this episode, this why she shared what she shared, I really was, my heart was bleeding for her. That aside, it was great to see Kim these last two episodes. It's been amazing. I don't know how I didn't know how much I missed Kim until I saw her face on the screen. I almost fell out my chair. Then and the thing is, she gave the she was the original kooky character. Yes. Like before Kathy, Kim was it. Yeah. And you saw it at Sutton's party when out of nowhere she was like I think she needs me to draw. Like she says, she was like, I think she needs some of my art up in here. <laughs> she was trying to also deflect something, but also Kim came with that energy. She came with that energy when they saw Brandy Glanville at someone's house, and they were gonna whoop Brandy's ass together. Yeah, you are a slut pig. <laughs> slut pig. Kim came like, look at that sound like bitch. Talk about my sister one more time. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck your ass Kim, up. That's what Kim gave me. Kim definitely came in as the muscle, ready to back Kyle up if she needed to. Yes, but Sutton did completely clock it and was like, "Okay, I called you out about not having a relationship with your sister, so the first thing you do is bring one around." Um, <laughs> I'm I'm completely here for Sutton versus Kyle. That was the rivalry that I didn't know that I needed, but 
That's why, that's why you want the friendship to break up. I just love how I just love how Sutton has been on Kyle's neck this whole fucking season. Like she won't let up. Like it's all gas, no breaks. But see, that's <laughs> it's a all gas see, no I have a, see, I don't need a friend like that. So if you're well, a friend no, yeah, like that bitch, fuck friends. you, nigga, they're fuck not you. Friends. Because yeah, that's not a friend. Like you, no, you're not, not going to. If we're friends, there's no fucking way on this earth that you should be coming at me, trying to pressure me, or or. or Ask me questions about my marriage or some shit in a fuck and especially in a group setting. Yeah, absolutely. when I know I've 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 probably I've told you things you told me shit, and clearly because we see that they have, and so now we're using we're, we're weaponizing the shit that I know about you told each other. But what tickles put something out there like wait a minute? What tickles me so much about this situation now is the tables have truly turned on Kyle. Kyle has been doing what Sutton is doing to her. For 13 years really absolutely absolutely kyle has done it to everyone else she's done it to lvp she's done it to uh uh adrian maloof she's done it like literally kyle has been that's why it's so that's why she doesn't know how to act and you know when sutton really does come for her she does it, it, it kyle gets frazzled and she usually gets the you know the angriest you've ever seen kyle because she doesn't she's not used to being in the position that she usually puts other bitches in the same way well, i must have my rose colored glasses no on, it, you have the same way you had your rose colored glasses on with sutton these past three years now all of a sudden this season you're like wow she makes everything about her i'm like She's been that way. Because <laughs> again, there were bigger characters who were deflecting, so I didn't see all that. Exactly. In the same way you didn't catch Kyle literally covertly coming for bitches and tell them, tell them what you told me. Like literally in group settings, Kyle has no, always been the that's one the, I think initiating is, things and yeah, she's always been a bone collector. I would say she's been a bone collector to call shit out. And who is doing that to Kyle this season? No, Sutton. no. I think. Well, I yes. <laughs> that's what. Okay. That's I mean, what, I'm, that's I'm what just... tickles me pink is when someone gets a taste of their no, own medicine. medicine. Yeah. Regardless of what situation they're going through, regardless of what's happening, karma. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is a cat in my lap on the week. Like karma is a thing. No, I just. I guess I'm. I'm looking at it because I'm looking at what setting is what Sutton has done in the more so it's like cunning in a way. No, yeah, she's just better at it than Kyle is. And so that's why I'm kinda of like, well like why are you are we really having you supposed to be a friend of mine? Like why are we having a conversation like this right now? That's the part for me that's and that's maybe and maybe Kyle did it in a more a better way. I don't know. I just I until you said it right now, it was like, wait what? But I would have to go back and really pull the Rolodex out to to see that. But you know, different vantage points, so I get it. But sudden, it's just again. I said when sudden check clear, she's now doing more shit because she wasn't like this before, and that's what I'm saying. I feel it now, and maybe she was subtle with it, but that check has cleared now. That bitch don't give a fuck. Oh no, she, she don't give two shits this about is, nothing. This is like summer vacation for her. She don't need a Bravo check. No, she's got the real check coming in every month. Yeah. So this is like extracurricular now. I think at first 
she really she wanted to play it safe because it was like okay i need this check i right. need, i'm going out on my own i need to keep it cute i don't need to be fired i don't need to ruffle feathers but now she's fucking the check bravo gives her she probably likes us she probably likes her pre-roll she with her, her. that's how she brought the pre-roll yeah she rolls her pre-roll in that in the bravo check she doesn't even cash it uh but this are you good with yeah i mean i only know what well, we had something we so what i love about I'm going to say Anne Marie, but that's not her name. Anne Marie. Oh, Anne yeah, Marie. we haven't even talked about Anne Marie. The yeah. fact that she <laughs> went medical and was like, medically, that cannot happen. What suddenly is talking about, as far as her small esophagus or mm-hmm. being stretched out or whatever, whatever it is. Um, she's like, and you're drinking gab- alcohol with gabapentin. You're not supposed to do that. So it says, like, well, my doctor. And it's like you have an anesthesiologist right here, fucking who puts people to sleep for a living, and then brings them out of the sleep for a living, telling you you're you're not supposed to mix this medication with alcohol, and you're gonna try to convince her or be combative with her. I'm like, son, stand your lane, mama. So that was very funny to me. But that this episode, again, anticlimactic, really. You know, I'm gonna need them to bring a little, but I will say it was it was informative because you said we did find a lot of information out. So I I'll take that mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. some other BS. All right, so do you want to hop in the plane and go east? Let's go. Let's take this three hour tour to to Potomac. Potomac gals. So last week's episode was pie in the Austin sky. Ashley attempts to combat rising tensions in the group with a trip. Mia and Robin bond over recent personal struggles. The rift between Wendy and NECA widens as new claims and questions arise. Now, what were your thoughts on the girls going to Austin, NECA and Wendy, Mia and Robin bonding? Excuse me, I'm sorry. So, the lead up for Austin was just a lot. Um, a with lot. the ladies, yeah, <laughs> with the ladies shopping and trying to, you know, talk about what happened to pickleball and all that shit. It was just like okay, but once they got to Austin, you know, again, I, I wasn't that thrilled with what they were giving us. Mm. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot. You know, it it, it, it didn't go nowhere. It, it, that's the thing. It just didn't go nowhere for me. There's a clear divide in the group. We see what it is. You, I'll say group A and group B. Group A was Giselle, uh, Mia. Robin, Ashley. At, yeah, Robin, yeah. Ashley. And now the new broad, Naked. And group B is everybody else. Like, it's just, it, it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I think what I'm not liking about this season of Beverly Hills and Potomac are the new housewives that they've chosen to bring in as actual full-fledged housewives, NECA and Anne-Marie. They've brought them in not as like their own individuals that we are getting to know and, you know, investing our time in. They brought them both in as like plot points and sidekicks to already established wives. Like Anne Marie is Kyle's sidekick to handle her light work. 
<laughs> and NECA is now Ashley's representative who is trying to basically take down Group A's common enemy, which is Wendy. Like, I don't yeah. know. I can't tell you anything about NECA. Anything that I care to care to discuss or care She's to know about. Okay. okay. It, I, I, and that didn't even pop into my head until you just said it. The only thing I associate with her is Wendy. Correct. Which, if you are a full-fledged person... You should be able to stand on your own. I shouldn't associate you with anyone else. Correct. Which... Is never going to work out in her favor. I hate that the producers set her up for this. But more so I hate that she's going along with it. Because if I was her. I would be like look. I don't want to disparage my culture. My religion. My faith on air. Like we're going to have to figure out something. A different angle to introduce me as. You know even if Wendy Mama did call me. Cussing me out talking about a shrine. I'm not for the bigger for the bigger picture. I'm not going to put my culture on display for jokes and laughs for just to what, hold a champagne flute uh, in the yeah. title card. Like some no, people, some people want that fame, baby. They don't give a shit. And the fact of the matter that your sister has been on the show because, as the producers like to show, she showed she was at Wendy's child's christening and wendy had some words for her and and was saying she hopes her daughter kind of grows in the same route that neca cousin is going as a person and a good human being so the fact is neca could have had some if she played the cards right she would she could have developed a genuine a genuine relationship with wendy and could have been on the show as a friend of for Wendy. But that wasn't the case. You can tell that she felt, okay, I'm an Ebo girl. I could probably bring another Ebo girl to, I could probably take another Ebo girl down. Or the producers probably called her. She said she knows Wendy. And Wendy's like, I don't really know her. And they felt, the production felt, okay, well, this would be a good plot storyline for Wendy because you know we may need a little something because we like Wendy want to keep her around so like you said she's for me unfor unforgettable she um is your only claim to fame will would be and will be trying to take Wendy down that's it so yeah it is a chop for me. It's a chop. Um, we can go into this next episode unless you. Yeah, want. I mean, because that again, Austin, they get there and they talk about some things, and you know, oh well, and Mia lets us know that there was some money stolen from them, um, and I don't say funny enough, but the same scenario that happened to Robin and um, Juan. Juan happened to Mia and Gordon, where the person. The accountant or wh whoever the accountant was who stole the money completely death by suicide. And Mia feels horrible, horrible because she's like, you know, he has a family, he has kids. And so, you know, she's like, it's just money. Like, you have to end your life over money. Like, we could have figured shit out, you know. But people have struggles. So, and if you are, ha if you are having any struggles or feel like contemplating ending your life or need help, please dial 9888. 988-988. It is a number that you can call nationwide. 
anywhere to get help. Nine eight eight. Okay. I had to say it seven times. Yeah, I was like, I felt like every time it sounded different. I was like, <laughs> what number is? Three numbers. Nine eight eight. All right, doll. Nine eight eight. Not nine nine eight or nine eight nine. Uh, but this week's episode, Tequila, Tears in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the drama. Ashley continues her mission to keep spirits high and Austin weird. But plans are derailed when Robin is pushed to her breaking point. Okay, so this episode we got a little bit more. We had brunch or an activity at Ashley's uh, room in the morning. Right, to paint the JJ's. To paint the JJ's that it didn't end up happening because everybody wanted the smoke for Robin. <laughs> well, and they wanted Robin to be held accountable. Robin's like <laughs> standing up, I'm holding myself accountable. Like, what the fuck do you guys want me to do? And, you know, Karen and her pie slices, which is, I don't understand that. You have to, you, you know, I'm not fluent in Karen, Karen Namics, are you? Um, like it's, I get, I get where she's go. I get where she's going with it. It's just not funny. Yeah, Karenese, I don't understand. But <laughs> I think that Robin answers the ladies' questions, but it did seem like a a, a fiery range. They were just throwing shit, and I'm like, well, what issue do you have? Okay, she wasn't honest, and she went behind the paywall to talk about it. What else do you want her to do? She's saying she believes Juan. Juan told her the story. She's choosing to stay by her man. What are you mad at? Like, honestly, like, I just need Ashley. Not Ashley. I need Karen, Candace, and Wendy to tell me what are you really mad at about her and her husband relationship? See, the thing is, I don't think they're mad at their relationship. I think they're mad at Robin's hypocrisy because throughout the tenure of her time here on Potomac Robin is usually the first bitch wanting to hold people accountable wanting to get down to the bottom of everything she's usually the first person asking deeper questions about whether it's about um, the grand dames tax evasion whether it is about you know Wendy getting plastic surgery and on her body or Candace, you know, who paying for what and how much is her husband getting paid? Like right. she's usually on the on the front lines of getting into people's business okay. and wanting them to explain their actions or lack of actions, etc. So now that it the tables have turned and there's some shit happening in her backyard for her to be like, I don't care. You know, I don't want to talk about it. It's like Okay, well, where was this lax daisy, you know, fucking chill pill <laughs> ass bitch when everybody else had yeah, their issues going on? Okay. So I don't think they, I don't think the other girls genuinely give a shit about what's happening in Robin's life, other than the fact her, her lips are sealed now that you know the the roosters have come home nest right and another thing she was saying because candace kept mentioning the fact that or was it candace or wendy i can't remember which one but the violation it was a title nine violation there was wendy mm -hmm. a title nine violation which was and basically assuming that juan knew something and so the title nine can't discriminate about sexuality preference or mm -hmm. and all these other accolades or not accolades but um 
things that I'm not going to discuss right now, but it's a serious matter if you have a Title IX uh, violation brought upon you or and or university or, or, or an employer. And so Robert's like, he that didn't happen. So they know the truth. So, you know, but I think she's like, you're trying to paint him in a, a negative light and saying that he his integrity or something isn't isn't good, you know, and she's just defending her man. So Yeah, but this is also the same bitch that brought a speaker out, a portable speaker, put it (laughs) on the dinner table and played an Instagram live of Candace the year before. But calling the bitches hoes and shit. Yeah, but now all of a sudden you don't want to discuss anything that pertains to you, even though you want a full dissertation from other women whenever they About have something going on in their lives. On. Yeah, that's where the drag. No, I listen. I totally get it. I I totally hear it. I'm not trying to defend Robert Dixon. You know, that's my girl. I'm not defending her antics or anything at all. I do think she is. I do believe she is. Being vulnerable and is allowing herself to say, okay, like, what is that you want to know? And I just, I feel like whatever answer she gives to them is not going to be enough. I think they want a reaction. They want the reaction that they would have to their husband if they found some shit. And she's just not that girl. She's just not, or she did it behind closed doors. It's done. We moved on from it. We're now married. We're starting anew. Whatever her reason, she's like, I'm just not, I'm not there. And it's Okay. But people are wanting something from her, and they're upset they're not getting it. And I think that's really what's boiling over. So for them, but what did you think about the the? I must say wine tasting, but it wasn't wine tasting. It was whiskey tasting, and also the the honey for boots. Would you, was those activities that you did when you went to Austin for your birthday trip? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care about boots. And I'm not a really big drinker. So, um, neither of those things were things that I did. It didn't look interesting to you? Uh, the the tasting, what, what what was it? It wasn't wine, but what? Was no. It? I want to say... Whatever it was, it was, it was 150 a, a proof. It was a distillery. Yes, it was a distillery. So, it's not a brewery, so it's no beer. I want to say it's gin. It... Or was it like whiskey? No, it's not whiskey. But whatever funny. it was, it was 150 proof. I would like to just taste that. You don't want 150 proof. No. Well, I, that's. I just. They took little shots. I just want to do it just to say just I did to say it. You had a yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to like sip it <laughs> with like on the rocks. You can barely sip it because you it put it to your mouth. It, who is? Well, if Wendy ooh. and Candace can do it, I'm sure I can do it. Okay. But other than that, um. Yeah, their time in Austin, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it hasn't been that great. And it's not that much to do in Austin. It's a lot of construction right now. There, I know exactly where they're staying. I did, I, I stayed not did too stay far there? from, okay. it, I stayed across the river from where they are, okay. which is like, just like a half a block walk. But where they are, it's a lot of construction in the city that's happening right now, which Mia said means a lot of money is going to the city, which I think is great. But I also heard that that's taking the weirdness out of it, of Austin, and making it more corporate. Because <laughs> it's nothing but condos and hotels. and Oh, so. So, like, the quirk, what the things that made Austin quirky is getting pushed out because of, you know, and what, what gentrifying. And the things that made it 
Corgi? I don't know. I never visited. (laughs) I visited (laughs) after all the weirdness went out. Our friends who may listen in Austin, let us know. Email us at oh, that's my gay friend at gmail.com. Let us know what things made Austin quirky or weird because I would love to know. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see going because the the whole slogan is keep Austin weird. Like that's the slogan of the damn city. And I was like, Where's weirdness? All I see is a target, and <laughs> I, like, I don't see nothing weird. That's it. That's all. Huh? That's it. That's all. And I think that's it. And that's that, all. Is it? These... That's all that we saw for these ladies for Potomac. Um. So let's keep it on the same network, but go on to Merit to Medicine. Now, my think pieces are much shorter for this show. Um. <laughs> So the resurrection rejection didn't the work resurrection for you? rejection. The ladies receive a mysterious invitation from Phaedra. A strange night in Phaedra's funeral home brings a familiar face back from the dead. Like I can't even take that synopsis serious. <laughs> Listen, when they rolled that damn casket and and quad ass popped the hell up, I said, okay, this is some new. I couldn't do it. I could. Alive, you want me to lay myself alive, my alive body down in a in a coffin, to, as a as a theatric, as something to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not showing, but um, I said theatric, but that's not the word I'm looking for. That's not the word I want. Performative. Ah, uh, there you go. To be as a stunt. Yeah. Stunts and shows. Hell no. Not. It's hard enough going to see the damn. Uh, if you if you never had to live this experience, I hope you don't. Um, going to these funeral homes when you have to go and, and go to the back and, and see a casket to pick one out. Mm-mm, that's an eerie feeling if you've never done it before. So to voluntarily go on the one, kudos to you, Miss Quad. Hey, she had to make a moment. Mama made it. <laughs> she did. But but I do think that her her speech to the ladies. I'm so confused, and I'm not confused about her speech. I'm confused of what beef do these broads have with fucking Quad? Quad ain't this shit to nobody but be herself. She's been the same Quad from day one. Since she was Mariah's, I'm not going to say lackey. Sure she was Mariah's lackey at one point. But then she came into her own. So, what's the problem? Because... She's doing everything that all the other the ladies have done. They all have talked behind each other's back at some point. Mm-hmm. They all have talked about a rumor or two or what have you. So she's not doing anything more. I can say when Sister Circle happened, when she had the show, and they may felt, okay, well, she was distancing herself from the group. Okay, well, she got new friends. I mean, it's nothing wrong with having new friends, but, you know, she didn't learn how to... She, she's having... Issues with time management. Time management issues. Is that so unforgivable? You know, I just think that the ladies all really, really like Quad. And they're going about it the wrong way. Like, you can tell all the ladies love her by the way Heavenly fucking geeked out when she walked (laughs) into Sweet Tea's... um, her bachelorette, yeah, bachelorette party. party, yeah. Like she literally heavily jumped out of her chair, giggled the entire way, walking over to Quad, and I think that's the general consensus amongst the group. They're just, you know, when you feel 
rejection isn't fun for anybody. Right. And I think all of the ladies at one point or another have felt rejected by Quad and their pride, their egos aren't letting them be honest about it. So that's why almost every single scene that Quad is in with the group, it's always, you know, them going around about way of so you know they're always confronting quad <laughs> and it's never about anything specific like it's never like i don't like what you said it's just they always speak in general generalities and very obscure and it's like okay well what is the real issue and i think i figured it out the real issue is mm-hmm. they feel rejected by this woman and they just don't want a woman up enough and say I'm afraid to be your friend again because you may hurt my feelings again. There's nothing wrong with that. Tell people how you feel. It's okay. It is very okay. It's okay to say. And my thing with Toya is, Toya, she ain't saying shit to the world that you ain't said about your fucking husband. You told the world Eugene got a small dick. All Quan said was, that it couldn't work for me. Like, she ain't said nothing that you ain't said yourself or we know about. She said, pay your taxes. She said, y'all need to, y'all need to be winning a uh, Winnebago because y'all always moving. Always fucking true. Like, everything she said is what is factual. So, where lies the, where lies the problem? I think Toya is jealous of Qua because if Toya left Eugene, Toya couldn't survive on the show. Like, there's nothing Toya has that she's doing in her life Besides mothering her two children, which is a great job, that we want to know about. Yeah. Because when Phaedra was talking, we have doctors and doctors and dentists and a tennis expert, as she referred to Toya. I'm like, oh, so did she coach Venus or Serena? Like, she just learned how to play tennis. Like, let's not do this. Like, Toya is not that girl. So I think she's clearly just that quad has divorced a psychiatrist and is still on the show and has notoriety and has she's the people's queen and she and toya wants that and it will never be ever no ever so so next episode (laughs) yeah this week's episode uh while heavenly tries to keep alora close to home simone goes apartment shopping with her boys toya takes the ladies on a trip to Sonoma, California. But when Quad shows up, the ladies unite together to finally hold her accountable. Now, you have a hot take about this episode. Um, being conscious of time, do you still, do you want to go and do it? Let me, this, this McConnell has kicked in, but let me, and now it may be a good thing or a bad thing, but I need to see these two fucking weasels on the screen. Now, people, I'm all for generational wealth. I'm all for trying to do better than and have your children be better than what you had before in life. However, comma, when you are setting someone up for fucking failure, that is problematic. And to see two black men who are one's in college, one has graduated or still in, he's a super duper duper senior. So both in college, 24 and 20 or 22, and they're still on mama's titty. They're still expecting mama to pay for shit and do shit and 
think and are, are so entitled. It's the entire it's the entitlement for me, baby. That I have a fucking problem with. Like you're teaching these black men to do fucking nothing, and I feel sorry for the woman who fuck with these niggas because this is how these boys what what it. These boys are still being fucking boys, ain't being fucking men. Like the fact, and then the fact that Eugene, not Eugene, what's that nigga named Curtis, being a punk ass, and it's like, my boys can stay with me as long as they need to, looking goofy and shit. Like, no, that's not raising productive black men to stand on their fucking own and be something in life. I get there in school, so listen, one should have been graduated, but he didn't graduate yet. Or, or took, a, took a semester off or some shit? Uh, yeah, he took a year off. <laughs> okay. Um, get your degree. However long it may take you, but you need to be fucking working. Like, you are literally looking like just a punk sucker. Like, you just, I just, I just, I, knowing that I, and, and I'm just going to be a personal situation, knowing that I, I worked when I was in college. I held down two or three fucking jobs at one point and still went to school and was such fucking successful. So I, I have a low fucking tolerance for black men who, yes, your parents may have afforded you a certain lifestyle, but you still over your mama titty and you can't man a fuck up or get a fucking job or be in your own shit. I have a problem with that. And the fact that they were so... Blatantly being, um, feel like they were just entitled. Like, oh, you gonna pay for my apartment? You gonna like? And y'all show this on TV, like for real? Like this doesn't? It don't give you props. Like if you're trying to be like the counterpart, because okay, our Caucasian friends may have done this with their children, whatever. And that's what I'm like. That don't show. Okay, what you can do for yours and, and to expire to look like that. Like no, that's to me. That is a problem. Every black man who I fucking knew in my family, except for some cousins, I guess, um, were successful in doing shit at the age of 22 and 24, doing shit and productive with their fucking life. These niggas here pissed me off. So I was very much upset seeing this display of this ignorance of a lack of parenting ability for to show that you, you're not setting them up for success in life. And then that they have their father in the house and he's like, you know, co-signing this bullshit because he feel he don't want to be home with his wife because he don't like her ass no more and they'll probably fucking end up being divorced if the boy's out the house. So he's holding on to them like, nah, y'all stay here to, you know, be a buffer between you and your mama. That's all. So, you were talking about Simone and yes. her sons, by the Simone way. Simone and, and Cecil. Uh, what did you think about that? Did you have, you have any thoughts about that or just I, me? I... Yeah, this is just you. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't have any uh, any particularly strong feelings about it. I just think if you got it, and you know, I I agree with Simone. Like, if you got it, and you can afford to give your children a cushion, then by all means, go for it. But there needs to be a an action plan, a game plan, an action plan, a, a, a sell by date. Like it needs to be a date to where, okay, this is when the transition, a transitionary period between when you're codependent to when you're completely independent. And for both of us, our independent dates were much sooner than 24. But, you know, that was our story. And this is theirs. I think that. I think that Cecil is 
enabling these boys because he does not want to deal with the empty nest syndrome, which usually ends in divorce. <laughs> and you can just see on his face this season, every time he's on the uh, OTFs, when it's just he and Simone in their interviews and she's wearing like, you know, her doctor scrubs or whatever. He just looks like the soul has been ripped from his body. <laughs> like he's just staring blankly into oblivion. Like, fuck. I definitely don't feel the passion from them that I did in the beginning. And, you know, every couple gets into their, not necessarily a rut, but their um, repetition. and yeah. Rallies up and down. Like passion comes and goes. I get that part. And I definitely think that it is gone at this particular juncture in their life. And, you know, they've, they've put so much time into the kids where I feel like majority of their conversation probably revolves around the boys. So it's like, if, the, if you remove that completely, what is there left? So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I just, listen, I'm, well, listen, All right, let's let it be known now on this date. Of December 15, 2023, when our children who listen to this podcast let me tell your ass something. You in school, in school, you're going to fucking work and you're going to have, and if you staying at home, you're going to pay some fucking bills. Okay? Ain't no fucking free ride. I didn't have one. You're not going to have one. And that's that. And he thinks he has been a husband, Davion. Think I'll be like, see, so I said the shit the fuck I will. Like, <laughs> Not a day in my life I would ever allow a child to do that. So that's just me. And let's move on to Napa. So what happened? Lay's taking a flight to Napa from Atlanta, which is a, a nice little four-hour, five-hour flight to five San Francisco. hours from here yeah. to, to Southern California. So it has to be five minimum uh, to go to Northern California. So the ladies get there and... Everyone has a room and quarters except for Quad. Now, since Toya is the ringleader of this trip, she gives out the room assignments and lets everyone know that she didn't get Quad a room because she wasn't sure if Quad was coming. So she asks all the ladies, well, can Quad stay with you? And of course, everyone's like, nah. Even Phaedra's like, I'd rather not. Uh, she says it via text because she didn't arrive with the other ladies. No, she arrived with Dr. Jackie, and we and we come to find out and later on in this episode that Phaedra and Qua were supposed to be on the same plane, same flight, but apparently Phaedra said she missed her flight. And Toya called bullshit on that, which I don't know how she called bullshit because she can't even fucking she's making the fucking words like luxuriously. Oh, dumb, bro. I can't stand fucking toy. I really don't like... I don't know why I don't like this lady so much. I don't know either. But it's something in my spirit. But anyway. um, And so we find out that... Quad shows up to the joint. And she has so much energy. She's happy. She's like, hey, how y'all doing? And then who does some fuck shit? You guessed it. Toya. She goes and tells this lady... That you know, I didn't think you were coming with a whole stank attitude. Now, Quad greets the whole room. It's it's Sweet Tea and Simone and it, and it's Toya in the room, and she greets her and she's you know being quiet. And she tells Toya from the get go, like I am so happy that 
to I can be here with mm-hmm. you and, and everything like that and I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And Toya then proceeds to tell her that I think you were coming, and so you know, I asked this person, can they room with you? Can you room with them? They said no. I asked this person, can they can you room with them? They said no. At that point, she went on the whole list of who said no. I would have got my black ass up and walked the fuck out. Because at this point, now you're being petty. And so, you're like, well, I got your room somewhere. And Claude was like, well, honey, I got my own money. I can go get me a room somewhere Easy. It was else. like, baby, I got money. I can, I can go get my own shit. But she didn't, even, she didn't even say it aggressively or she condescending. Didn't. She literally was just like, well, I can go get, I have my own money. I can go get another room somewhere else. There's, there's other lodging places. Here. And she says, no, no, I, I got you something. And it's like, it's motherfuckers like that. I want to fight on site. Because I've been in situations like that with niggas before. And it's like, you ain't got to say all that. Motherfucker. You could have said, this, I ain't got this for you and been done with it. But now, since you want to be petty, you want to go down some sh- a list of some shit. Well, how about this? Let me check you out. Let me do something that you can't fucking do. And I, but that's the Aquarius in me. That was just that's the petty king of petty all who, day. Who hurt you? <laughs> I know. I, I legit. I legit have been in situations with motherfucker, and you got me twisted. I, my my daddy name is Herman. My mama name Benita. My mama from daddy from Alabama. Mama Louisiana. Mix that shit together, you get this nigga right here. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. My thing is, if you are trying to hurt someone, you're trying to hurt her purposely. Because there was no need for you to go down the road of people who you text and said they didn't want to ruin quad. For whatever reason. You could just say, here's your room. I didn't think you were coming. I got your room. It may not be to your liking, but hey, yeah. we're not in good space. So whatever. I can deal with that. But don't be a petty ass bitch and go go down a whole list and say who didn't do blah blah blah. Cause now I'm like, okay, you said so now I'm gonna have an issue with everybody now. And she's coming on some different energy. Like Very that's different. just some punk bitch shit. I'm sorry. That's some toy shit. That's some punk bitch shit. So yeah. So then what happened at the dinner party? Uh <laughs> <laughs> the ladies try to hold quad. Um, because she's obviously the last one there because she is a diva. And she shows up. The last one obviously sits down and she's sitting next to Toya. And that's when she again expressed to Toya. She's really proud of all the things she's accomplished and she's glad to be here on this trip. And the ladies are all awkward because now Heavenly then calls Quad out and basically says she feels like Quad is using her because <clears throat> what we do not know behind the scenes is apparently Phaedra sent a text message to the ladies are saying that she wasn't going to bring Quad upon this trip? Yeah, she wasn't going to bring Quad around anymore, period. Because she's the reason why Quad has been in different settings this season has been because Phaedra invited her. And Phaedra said after the last situation at the funeral home where she didn't think that Quad handled herself in the best light, that she wasn't going to force quad onto the ladies anymore right to which i guess somehow quad got that information back and that's when immediately after heavenly read the message from phaedra quad gave heavenly a call like hey girl what's tea and heavenly took that as okay well now you need an end to the group so now you're coming back to me and see, my thing, Heavenly, what doesn't make sense with that, how would Quad, why, how would Quad have known that you, Phaedra, sent you a text message or some shit saying that she's not bringing her? 
So that doesn't make fucking sense to me. Like, so I think Heavenly was just in her feelings about some shit and basically caused quite a user. And then the ladies also and tried to ensue or allude to her quad being a user because Simone's like, well, if you don't feel <clears throat> the love from these ladies, like, what's changed? Like, nothing's changed, so why are you here, basically? Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what I find. It seems like they're trying to push her out. And it's like, she deserves to be here. Like, all you ladies deserve to be here. She started this just like you. Man, you said something important. You said that they're doing what they did to Mariah, uh, which was to kind of force her out. Although Mariah brought this show to the network. So, essentially, this is a repeat of things that have happened in the past. These ladies like for it to be a collective, a group effort. And when someone proves to be more of a star or a standout, then they kind of rally against that one person. And what parallel I drew the other night when I talked to you about it... This is essentially exactly what everyone did to Mariah a few seasons ago. Right. So, initially, the very first two seasons, the immediate standout was Mariah. Correct. She is an absolute reality television star. And it was a period where, you know, she felt her oats and she did kind of put herself on a higher level than the other women most notably because she was an executive producer she was the catalyst for the show she shopped she did a lot of behind the scenes things she was the reason why the show came to bravo and on air but what the other girls didn't like was she was acting that way and a lot of i think she became a fan favorite and I think the group just decided to ice her out because, one, there's power in numbers. And this is a show based around the collective group, not just one person, regardless of how popular that one person is. And I think that history is repeating itself because essentially the same thing is happening with Quad. She is the only person that has managed to capitalize on this show and propel her onto something else she was on a different network on a different show she had her own show with the sister circle and you know she does say what you want about quad but she does think that she is above the other ladies to a certain extent she knows that she's the fan favorite she knows that she is the draw she is the pull she is the entertainment and the comedic and you know the the comedic value so I think the other ladies are seeing that and, you know, not necessarily wanting it to be about one person over the rest. And I think they're coming for Quad in the same way they did for But Mariah. she never said it. Like, Mariah would say certain shit. Quad's never said it. But I think Quad, with her actions, she's always late. She's always forcing people to wait for I have her. things to do. I'm getting ready. But the thing is, they're all getting ready. So if you all have the same call time and one person is consistently, I'm just saying, you don't have to necessarily say things when your actions can say them for you. And I think that's where it differs between Mariah and Quad, where Quad is acting the part, where Mariah constantly said the part. Mariah is. Or quad is 
doing it in actions. So I think that it is still a parallel that can be drawn between her and Mariah with the group. I just, uh, you know, the running late thing, because I run late all the other time. So, I, you know, I just have a. Of course you do, but it still is at a level inconsiderate. Mm, is it though? Because people yes. do. No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, regardless if <laughs> regardless if it's done to you or not, regardless of who's doing it, when it's done consistently, there is a level a level of inconsiderate being there. Especially when there is a film crew, there is actually like this is a job. I'm not talking about just like a casual dinner amongst friends. Like this is still a workplace. So imagine not being able to work or do something until everyone is there. It's kind of like if you are constantly going out to restaurants and it's like, okay, we can't sit y'all unless y'all all here. And you do that like five dinner dates in a row. It's kind of like, well, shit, I'm tired of waiting outside by the heat lamps for y'all ass. It's like, I'm sure these ladies are, you know. That's the most famous rule also that I've heard. But it is still a, it is still I, reality I, I, and it's still a rule. Uh, so I can only imagine just over the course of years with Quat, knowing she is the star, knowing she is a standout, how her actions have, you know, manifested based on that. Alien superstar, that's all I got for you. Well, now she's about to be uniquely unemployed. So I guess that's a, that's a flex you want to have or she wants to have. It just, I, but I do see a parallels there. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Well, that is the ladies from Married to Medicine. We'll pick up next week. Hopefully, they will all get the stuff off their chest because Heavenly did. Then she sells out as she normally always does. Tells Phaedra under the bus and basically tells quiet shit Phaedra said about her, um, and vice versa. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this dinner party. And apparently, Quad only has a few more episodes on in this season. But Marriage and Medicine only get like twelve episodes. Yeah, like, they don't have. They'll get a whole like twenty some odd episodes. So, you know, again, just think if Quad wasn't on this show, would you really watch? No. So, let's go ahead and talk about these villains though on VH1 because we had someone who was a drama queen, um, but I like him a lot, Bobby. Lights was the villain of the not mass villain. Um villain of the week. Yeah. I guess that's the title. Whatever title was top villain, what have you. But he put himself up for elimination and then he got eliminated. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> he was trying to, you know, call niggas bluff and was like, yo, I want the smoke. Like you got an issue with me? With banana, you got an issue with me? Um, not shake, it was the other guy. Um, let's go. Like let's let's do this shit man to man, which I definitely appreciate and I respected his viewpoint on that. But he couldn't get the votes to save himself, so they booted Bobby out the house. So I was like, well damn, this show's gonna be boring now because Bobby, mm. say what you want to say about Bobby, but Bobby's fun. He's he's definitely a uh shit starter. He knows how reality television works, so he gives you what you are looking for. He'll give you the moment. And since the moment is not there no more, I'm like, wow, who we have now? So Tanisha has always been that girl. And of course, Amorosa is still there and the other players. And this week we find out that um, Amorosa can't participate in the activity of the wind leaf blowing the balls because her hand is sprung let's say that but she said tanisha had injured her arm when she had did her famous recreation of 
I didn't get no sleep from y'all. Y'all not get no sleep because of me. I'm for the Bad Girls Club with a choir. And Alma Russ is on the phone with her lawyer. The entire show, basically. But who got sent home? Please fast forward because it's going to be a spoiler alert if you have not watched the episode yet. So go ahead and fast forward about 15, 30 seconds. But we find out that Amarissa is voted out and she goes home. And she wasn't too happy about that. No, she was not. What did you think about villains and the five, the final five that we have for this cast? Because next week is the season finale. I think it, who we have left is very interesting. I would say they have the least villainous out of this entire cast this season. Like, you have to think... We got rid of New York. Yes. We got rid of Bobby. We got rid of Amorosa. Like these are huge, huge names, huge personalities last. that are really synonymous with being like the villains of their franchises. Jacks from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. the first one to go. Um, I wouldn't have expected the Russian chick from uh, Ninety Day Fiance. Ninety Day Fiance to stick around at all. <laughs> um, she working that, ain't she? She's working it, and yeah, the top five and Shake of all people from fucking Love Is Blind. Like he's only been on one season of reality TV. That's I it. It, that's it. I am pretty surprised with who is left. But if I had to pick, I'd say Team Tanisha all the way. What about you? I'm a Tanisha fan, also. It's Team Tanisha, but I wouldn't be mad at Johnny Bananas one. Um. I will be okay with that, but Tanisha all the way. She definitely has made her mark on this show. But you guys, that concludes this episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to us every week as you guys do. We really appreciate it. We want you guys to continue to go to either Spotify or Amazon Music, our podcast, and give us some rating some high stars if you guys love the podcast if you guys have any complaints or concerns about it please email us at oh that's my gay friend at gmail.com or visit us at our ig page at oh that's my gay friend and leave some comments in the section and let us know you know your thoughts about the topics that we have or the questions and the polls that we're having so let us know how you guys feel about things okay you have given us about two hours uh of your time you have 22 to be left with yourself be kind to each other um Go ahead and give a toy to a stranger this weekend, you guys, you know, to celebrate the holiday spirit, okay? Until next time, bye, bye friends. friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen, did y'all really think we were going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at oh that's my gay friend or email us your questions at oh that's my gay friend at gmail.com. Until then, see you next time, friends.